Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. As your son comes to minister, Father God, we come against every form of distraction. We take hold and we take bound every form of distraction that our hearts will be in tune to the Spirit of God. And we will be doers of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm excited this morning, family. And I trust that you're excited to hear the word of God. Amen. We have amongst us our brother. He's not a visitor. He's not a guest. He's one that we know. He's part of the family. And he's going to come minister the word of God to us this morning. Let's put our hands together as we welcome Minister Patrice to come and minister to us. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. God bless you all. Praise the Lord. What a privilege it is and an honor to be in the house of the Lord. To have a building, to have a place, to have instruments, to have these faithful ministers, and to have your faithfulness here. What an honor it is that God has kept us. You know, this is a wonderful ministry. I there is love in this ministry. There is faith in this ministry. And I'm quite sure... That wherever you go, unbeknownst to even you, God is doing things when you step into your workplace, on the buses, on the train, you know, at home, when you go into a shop to buy something, you know, God is doing something. You don't have to know everything, but your faithfulness that I see here, and this church has been going, this ministry has been going, what, 20, I don't know, at least 25 years. Yeah? Quarter of a century. God does, sorry? <laughs> God does do mighty things through such faithfulness. Please continue to lift up Pastor Charles, who is running his race stronger now than when he started. Have you all not noticed? Have you noticed or have you not? Let that be the same for us as well. That we run it stronger and stronger than when we started. So let's just jump right into it. I know you've all prayed, and I have prayed as well. But because I waffle, I'm going to go straight into it. The, um, I didn't know what to call this exploration and sharing. It moved between the way, the walk, your life, your faith and the life. <laughs> so I ended up calling it the living faith, right? But you can, at the end, I'll ask what you think it should be titled because this word is for you and it's for me, Right? So the life of service is the engine room to develop faith. 
The English translation of uh, uh, in the New Testament, the word faith generally corresponds to the Greek noun pistis or to the Greek verb pistio, meaning to trust, to have confidence, faithfulness, to be reliable, to assure. And as we all know, in Hebrews 1, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2, I'm sure you've all heard it before, but we're going to do it and hear it again. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. I'm using most of the time the NIV today. So I read somewhere that if we only believe in Jesus, then we are on the same level of belief as the demons. But the demons believe in Jesus. Right? So what's going to be the difference between the demons believe in Jesus and what should ours be? Are you following me? If you just simply believe, but the demons believe as well, so what should ours be? What's the difference? Okay. So a living faith is what ours is. A living faith, right? In Christ inspires us, motivates us to action, to make changes, to be obedient, to follow Jesus as he is the way. The demons are not going to follow Jesus, are they? But they believe in him. They know who he is. The demons. Those people in the, you know, let's not judge. Those people who, they've heard Jesus. They've seen miracles, even in his time. They just decided they were not going to follow him. Okay? So we're talking about a living faith. And I want to suggest that living out your faith will be evident in your walk. The way you walk. The way you talk. The way you are. In your life. Your walk is not separate from your life. I'm sure we all agree. I'm sure you've heard this all before. So, okay. How do we walk this walk with integrity, with sincerity? How can we improve on the way we walk? Because I'm sure I'm speaking to everybody saved here, right? If you're not saved, please put up your hand. Good. So I can continue. How can we walk? How can we improve? How can we refine? How can we polish? Everybody here, including me, you know in your own heart what you are going through. You know in your own heart the things you need to deal with. You know. We don't have to come here and feel condemned. Why? Because the blood of Jesus was shed for a reason. It wasn't shed because you and I are perfect. It was shed because we are not perfect. That we are going to make those mistakes. 
that we're going to look at ourselves in the mirror sometimes and say, oh, you know where that is. So it is down to you and I, my own responsibility, in the secret closet, alone with God. Where we sort that out with God. That's the living faith. So, where do we get the example then? Well, there's only one example. And that is Jesus himself. So, let us look at how Jesus himself, the son of God that was sent, what he used to do. Well, one thing that he did was to pray. Yes? So, Matthew 14, 23. I'm going to read out about four or five verses about Jesus praying. Matthew 14, 23. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. Those things you are going through, sometimes you might share them, sometimes you might not share them. But it's you going through them. Not the other person, you. Jesus was going through things. And he knew he had to pray to the one who sent him. He was already God, but he still prayed. Mark 6, 46. And bidding them farewell, he left for the mountain to pray. Luke 6, 12. It was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray. And he spent the whole night in prayer to God. The whole night in prayer to God. Am I getting through something in terms of, because what I would like for me, from today, what I've been trying, but from today, to even make more inroad in how we hold on to the garment of Jesus. What am I saying? These things are about to happen, oh, and things have been happening. You look at the news. Don't look at it too much, please. Because otherwise, your, your heart, your, you just, honestly, you feel bad. There is no edification in watching that news every day. It's bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. But we have good news. In that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, right? So therefore, let us look and be encouraged by the example that Jesus said. And this Jesus himself used to pray. This is his disciples who, Matthew, Mark, Luke, saying that he prayed. Mark 1, 35. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus, that's the time some people are going to bed after watching Netflix. That's, that's the time they are going to bed. Right? I, I include myself, but that one I've left it. I've left it, yes. I used to watch Netflix out of tiredness, you know, to go to sleep, right? After I prayed, I would turn it. I would look. And then during lockdown, I said, this thing is so nonsensical. What am I looking at? It got to the point where, and that this happens when you start to pray, it will get to the point where you are looking at Netflix, you are just looking, looking. You cannot find anything better to watch. You just be looking, just be looking, just be looking, 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 looking. There's nothing there, really. 
Okay? I'm not saying it doesn't have. And I'll tell you what. If you get out of a habit and replace it with another habit, a good habit, you'll find that that old thing has less power on you. So for 20-something years, we never had television in our house. I'm not so saintly. Don't worry. What, what happened was, <laughs> my children were, were gymnasts. And, you know, we used to take them to, to train in the gym. And then one day, the neighbor's children, they kicked the ball on the sky, on the sky dish. And the thing made mm, like this, right? So no more, you know, we couldn't watch. And uh, I, said, I said to their mom, I said, let's see how long we can go without having to replace that thing. I was trying to save money, you know, in those days. And because they were training, they used to come back at nine, you know, go straight to bed and school the next day, right? So after one month, no television in the house, two months, no television in the house. So after three months, our children said, ah, you know, we go to school and we don't understand. We can't join in the conversations because we have no watching, right? I said, well, you just tell them what you did in the gym and this and that. Anyway, they go over it and... Uh, and from that time, till about six months ago, no television in my house. So, yeah. So, once I started doing all this new screen work and things like that, and I, I'm trying to make short films myself, I thought, you know what? It's silly that I don't have TV in my house because I, I need to at least see what I'm doing, you know? And also, I want to invite, if I want fellowship or Bible study or something like that, I want to show you know, some, you know, they have those uh, Bible documentaries and things like that, you know. Man, and I decided to bless myself after all these years. I went and bought one big something like this. <laughs> Let me tell you, I hardly watched that thing. <laughs> the thing is just there looking big and stupid in my room. I, I don't watch it. And I thank God that that habit of what has gone. Now, I used to, obviously, I got my laptop and everything like that. But the more I began to pray, the more I began to write, really look of things of God and hold on, the less those things became something to grab on me. Okay? So, that was a little detour. Ah, these people. I like the way you are playing loud. My, my brother, where is he? The drummer, where is he? He's gone out. I like the way. Because when, when you guys are worshiping, you are not hearing... <laughs> It's just us and God. I like that. I like that. You learn this. You learn the technique, innit? Luke five sixteen, the last one. But Jesus Himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. So when things are going on, when people are having whatever, He would just slip away, not say anything, to go and pray. Can we take some of these examples? Can we take some of these examples and move forward in that? Find time to, to, to pray. Five minutes, ten minutes on the bus. Ideally, early. There's a reason why he's doing it early in the morning. Try that. See, try it. If you only do it five minutes, if you only do it six minutes, start small, small. Make these inroads little by little. I know a lot of people stand here and they, you understand? But it's easier said than done, some of these things that are preached here. Yes, it's true. Because I used to sit there, so I know, right? But little by little, little by little, it's between you and God, okay? The, 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 the shifts you want to make. All right. So thus, by coming closer to the one that can save, that can heal, can deliver, that is a pattern. Now, he's coming close to pray. But what is he praying about? 
His prayer life is connected to his mission. His prayer life is connected to service. His prayer life is connected to kingdom mindset, kingdom mentality. Okay? When I, when I first became a Christian, I was so excited because I heard that verse, you know, um, uh, ask of me whatever you will, and I will give it unto you. I said, hey, yes, this, uh, yes. <laughs> and you know one of the things I prayed for? A white silver, uh, silver Mercedes. That's what I prayed for. <laughs> I mean, of course, I prayed for my family. <laughs> but I remember distinctly praying for a big <laughs> Mercedes. And then sometimes I would pray, Father, I need one acting job. Eh? Your word says that whatever, I can ask whatever. Well, I just want a little job. I've been out of work. Those kind of things, right? And then as years went on, I began to realize that faith is something you practice. Faith is something that grows. Faith is something that enlarges like a muscle. You, 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 you practice it. But unlike some athletes that go to steroid, our own, uh, you know, our own steroid is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That's what builds the, build the, 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 the faith. You understand me? Right? I'm coming somewhere because I'm about to give you a testimony to do with faith. Okay? From the days when I would go, Father God, I just want one nice Mercedes so I can show people that my God is good. And, and in those days, actually, there were a lot of um, uh, sermons to do with, what do you want? Do you understand? I, doesn't God know you need food? You need, he knows. Right? But it was directed to your desire, to our desires. But in actual fact, we see that Jesus' service wasn't about himself. Right? Paul, when Paul, remember that time when I came, we talk about Paul. Paul was in service. And that grace just kept coming because he was in service. So the key to this living faith is to attach it to service. If you are already in service, attach it more. You understand? If you are very much in service, coach and mentor somebody else. You see what I mean? I mean, come on. Lord, the, God's love is so deep. So therefore, we will not be at a level where we go, I am already there. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. So, what is this pattern of service that we can follow? Jesus' pattern. So let us look at Jesus' model. This, you know all this already. I'm just putting it again. Right? So in Luke 4, 18, 19, you know, Jesus got up and said in the synagogue, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm reading the Amplified now just because it amplifies it a bit. The spirit of the Lord is on me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim good news. He has sent me to announce, release, in brackets, pardon, forgiveness to the captives and recover sight of recover recovery of sight to the blind to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy. That was his model. That was his service. So when he's praying, he's praying to God concerning his service. He's bringing everything about what he has to do, what he's going through. And don't forget, he was tempted, he was tempted as well, wasn't he? So he would have bringing all that as well to God. And this is the one who is sinless, so how much more we? This is the one who can stop storms. He raised from the dead. And he's, and he's sleeping away. He's going up to the mountain to pray. If we are going, 
I, when I say we, I mean all of us. If we are going through one week, two weeks, a month, two months, not dedicating in some way like this, huh? what will happen now if you meet one big witch on the bus, on the tube? The witch just come and sit in front of you like this and go, eh, what? You are not going anywhere today. I, I command you to freeze. What will you do? Eh, is that the time to start praising God? Is that the time? Yeah, exactly. But if you are keyed in, you'll be like Jesus. You'll just answer. You'll just say, just get out in the name of Jesus. Sit down. What are you talking about? Do you understand? Before I open the mouth. In fact, the witch won't even come. You will just go, mm, no, that one, no. But if they dare, because some of them are bold, there are witches who running all up and down. There are people who worship Satan. Yes, nobody goes about it. Nobody talks about that, do they? They all want to come on Christianity. But I've never heard anybody go, nah, these Satanists, these witches, all you hear is these Christians, and they're, and they're against LGBT. That's all you hear, right? But if you are slipping away to pray, if you are getting up early, if you are making that time, because the Bible says, draw close to me, and I will draw close to you. That is a sure promise. I don't care what you or I are going through. I don't care what it is. What long-standing issue it is. I don't care if you draw close one like this. It's coming. If you don't believe that, you don't have faith. You're just coming to church to practice. Practice drumming, practice singing. If you don't believe that, take one step. You don't have to take the step that I take or he takes or Pastor Charles takes. You take your step. But take it towards him. You understand? Just one. He will come. And when you go that one, we sang cast your burdens, right? When you come, you cast whatever it is that is on your mind. Whatever it is, I'm telling you. God will answer that. He will answer it. I'm telling you, he will answer it, man. Man. We have a God that does not lie. Do you understand? Increase your faith muscles. Increase them. Because God is ready to bless. God is ready to use you mightily. God wants to do things. He's ready to do things. He sent his son. And that son is sitting on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Interceding for every single person under my voice right now. It is for you to take that step. Draw close to me. He's not going to just come and grab you and yank you. You're, some of you have children. Does that work? You yank and you yank and you yank. Sometimes you have to just, <laughs> you have to take that step, all right? Which I know that many of us have been doing. Okay, so we have, the, we have the model of service. That model can be however you want it to be. Do you understand? In your, you've all got different gifts. You've got different uh, uh, aptitudes. You've got different skills. You've got different talents. You've got different experiences. If you can bring them in line with this model in some way, if you don't know how, pray about it. Take one step. Slip away. Go on the mountaintop. Find a moment where you can say, Father God, if you are not praying enough or you're feeling, ah, ah, how will I be like that? Then just go and tell God that. Tell God that one, that small one. Okay, that little one, go and tell him, look, I'm, I have a problem praying. Then God might show you somebody. There's people here. Maybe, maybe you just need somebody uh, uh, to give you a call and say, pray with me, just to get me going, right? 
Maybe you need somebody who is really into their word to just give me five minutes. Do you understand? Whatever it is, find your technique, find your strategy so you too can end up slipping away. Because there are things that God wants to do in your life, but he needs you to slip away. He needs you on your own. He needs you quiet. He needs you listening to him. And then in that week or in that day or in that month, you will see something happen. Right? And when that something happens, you want to just keep, keep following it now. Do you understand? Like the athletes. You've seen them? Dina Asha Smith. All of these. Usain Bolt. You think they get to where they're going just by half-half? Even Usain Bolt, the greatest runner they say that has ever lived. That guy listened to his coach. You watch any YouTube documentary about Usain Bolt. He was so humble when he came to his coach. When they ask him, what are you doing next? Well, I'll, I'll ask my coach. Now, the coach for us is the Holy Spirit. Usain Bolt went close to his coach. He respected his coach because the coach knew his routine, knew his own particular body, knew how tall he was, knew when he was uh, losing weight, knew his moods, knew the women that were just piling outside. He knew everything about Usain Bolt that is humanly possible to know. You understand? And he would coach him and guide him accordingly. It was, according, it was up to Usain Bolt to follow. If, 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 if Usain Bolt did not follow, those guys would have, because there were so many people that wanted to, 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 to beat Usain Bolt. Right? So many, because they all wanted that money that he had. So there were many people after him. Right? But he followed the instructions. So we too, why would we not do our best? And if you are doing your best, try your better best. All right, to listen to our coach, which is the Holy Spirit, which has been granted freely. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. Okay, wow, I was getting excited there, wasn't I? Right, and you will see why in a minute. So, I'm going to read. Uh, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace and keep well and be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Is what? Is dead. Right? Your faith is like the demons that say, no, Jesus, I. Then you see that you do nothing. So put your faith in action. Find something. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. Find something. Maybe it's praying for everybody. Just a list. And people don't need to know either. You understand? It's your own thing. Maybe you're already doing it. You're here. You're drumming. You're, you understand? I guess a lot of people are already keyed in. But take it a stage further. Take it, take it out. See what happens. Right? Okay. So that's, that's to do with your, your, um, uh, uh, your, your kingdom mindset, service, and how by engaging in service, you are increasing in faith. By increasing in your prayer life and being consistent as you can, you are coming closer to God. God is showing you things about that service that you are in his service. Do you understand? So it all works interrelatedly. Okay, now I want to give you a little testimony. 
And that is to do with the project that I started to dream about on the 23rd of January. So, I live about 15 minutes drive from a place, a big estate, 800 acres, and there's a big mansion on it and everything. And anyway, these millionaires brought this place. They wanted to, you know, find new ways to do agriculture, new ways to do art, new ways to live, um, you know, better lives in society. So they bought this place. And all famous people all over the world used to come to this place. 1930. It's called Dartington Estate. Big place. It's still going today. Those people inherited $15 million, the Elmhursts. $15 million. Imagine in 1925. And then they went looking for a place where they say, and they were getting tired of Christianity, these people. So they thought, no, we need a different way to deal with things. So anyway, a lot of thinkers came, a lot of actors, a lot of dancers, a lot of writers, a lot of great people, violinists from all over the world. They would come to this place to discourse. And in fact, the NHS manifesto was, 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 was drafted there. The Arts Council manifesto was drafted there. The Labour Party manifesto was drafted there. And one of the great people that came there was a guy called Paul Robeson. I don't know if you remember, you know that guy. If you've heard this song, Old Man River, that old man river. I don't know if you know that song. So he popularized that song. So he's the first major black star. In the world, therefore, before Michael Jackson, before Prince, before Sidney Poitier, before whoever you can name, it was Paul Robeson, right? Paul Robeson's father was a minister of the gospel. Paul Robeson's father used to be a slave. He escaped when he was 16 years old and became a minister of the gospel, right? So when I found out that Paul Robeson had gone to that place, because I'd known about Paul Robeson from when, I was, when I was a child, so he died actually when I was a teenager. Now, it's interesting that none of you know this guy, right? Very interesting. He was, uh, he was such a good singer. He was such a good actor that he had a platform for the world. And he used to go around trying to stand for the rights of those that were oppressed, this guy. Are you seeing the link between his father, who was in service to the Lord, and this son who grew up around his dad, who became a very famous guy. He was a famous footballer. He was a famous basketball player. He spoke 20 languages. He learned African dialects. He did all this so that he could help to show that we're all one as human beings. This was his service. This was, now, I'm still researching as to how Christian was this guy. But cut a long story short. Um, the FBI, F FBI were now, because he was speaking out at a time when they were lynching black people. Do you know what that means? Do you know what type of oppression that is? In case some of you feel you are oppressed. We are not oppressed though. That time, in those days, you looked at the white woman. How? Oh, what are you doing? Come over here, Mike. Come on, come on. Get here, get here. Yeah, and then the whole crowd, all the white people will come around standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the street, and they will just tie you to a tree or a lamppost and hang you right there and burn you. That's lynching. They will lynch you on the spot. Between, I think, uh, uh, 1930 to like 1950, they, they lynched like something like five and a half thousand people. Three on three thousand six hundred were black, and about one thousand whites, and about eighteen Mexicans. About it. Just grab you and lynch you. In other words, they punish you without trial. Imagine that. This was the time when Paul Robeson was at the height of it. Go and Google this guy if you think I'm. I'm joking. So I thought to myself, hmm, this man should be remembered. And I said to myself, Father God, 
because his father was a, 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 a minister, I'm going to find a way to put a seed in there. So when people are watching, they can somehow be blessed. You understand? This was my honest motivation. Not that I'm so anything. It's just that this was my service. In fact, I see all my storytelling like that. But this one. So I went to the place, this big place. The racism was very quiet, but loud. You know that kind of racism I'm talking about. You know, the unmulticultural bush is where I live. So I went in, I said, look, uh, uh, I'm an actor, and I would very much like to do this project here. They said, oh, yes, yes, please. They said, I said, how much is it to hire? Uh, now, I didn't have a lot of money to do this, but I was not going to wait for any funding. I was prepared to trust God because I just felt it's something that I, I should do, right? Because I knew the story, and I knew they were, like, it was fading out of history, right? I said, why is that? Even to this day, even Idris, like, I love Idris. But there is no actor, white or black, that has walked this, this England that has been impactful like that man. None. And now you don't even remember him. You understand? So anyway, they said, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but we can't give you any money. I said, I don't want your money. Now I was going out on a limb. How was I going to do this thing? <laughs> right, cut a long story short. Um, around February, I started in earnest. I said, you can have the studio, seats 130, there was lights and this and that, you know. I said, okay. Then I, when I began to uh, uh, tell, like, some of the artists around, nobody liked the place. They all had a problem with that administration. And don't think that this is something I'm talking behind their back. It's something I'm going to tell the trustees. Because of the, yeah, I am. Well, anything I say here, I will say, I will say to any human being. Anyway, I went, I started. The mountain was huge to try and get, because I needed some of my money back. Not that I was trying to make profit, do you understand? But I said, Lord, if people don't turn up, what will I do? So we had to make, um, we had to make an advert, right? I didn't want to spend money on adverts. So <laughs> I said to my son, we can save money if you come and we take a picture, right? So we went to the place, and me and my son, because of copyright issue, I didn't want to use the guy's actual face. So I prayed. Now, the point about this testimony is that I began to pray every day for this project, for what I needed. Every single day. So now imagine, so my son, we went there, I found a suitcase, so I dressed like how we would, put hats, right, and then stood at the building there where he went. Can you see it? And my son, we took this photo. Nice photo, ain't it? Right? It, we took it with his phone. With his phone. He's not paying rent, so I didn't have to pay him. Right? So, <laughs> I saved money. <laughs> and then, but then at the same time, he got his credit. His name is there. He can put this in his portfolio now. Can you see, when you step out to move in faith, little things begin to happen. Things begin to happen, right? Because I wasn't really doing it for myself. Okay. Now, the thing about this is, I had one artist who agreed to be in it. So, I put his name there. I had three online speakers, ac academics from Argentina, the Netherlands, and London. Big academics. They said, we'll come. You don't have to pay us. But now, I'd, I was advertising something where the event, the actual production had not been written. I had not written it yet. I didn't know where I was going to get the other performers. I didn't know how I was going to market. I didn't know how I was going to promote. I didn't know if enough audience people would come and I'll make some of that money back. I had no idea. Hey, I began now 
to go sleep away. I had no choice. <laughs> I said, Father God, I printed the thing now. Look, oh, Father. That's what I was saying. I said, now people have to come. Because if they don't come, this will be a shameful thing. And then when I'm starting telling people I'm a Christian, they'll say, hey, really? Whatever, you are, whatever good you are trying to do, other people are doing it as well. So, many things happen on this journey. One of them was uh, like in the hall where they put adverts. Ours, ours, because I did a big version of this, ours was at the bottom. So, there were many other adverts whose own dates were after ours. I just did this April 8th. So, they will have like a May gig would be up here, prominent. Then mine was at the bottom, like this. Well, if something is to the floor, how can you even see it? Do you understand? Right? So, now, why am I telling this? Because on your faith walk, when you're exercising faith, when you're in service, different hindrances will show up. Different things will come up. And one of mine, I don't mind telling you, is racism. I cannot stand it. And in actual fact, over the years, it has brought out the worst in me, in actual fact. Right? Because when I was younger, if I saw it in any of those big buildings, I would stand there and I would tell them straight, loudly and angrily. Of course, you have to use more wisdom than that. You understand? So now, because that happened, I said, ah, ah, I'm paying for this out of my own money. And it is some, it's actually part of the building's heritage. So I'm doing something that they should have been doing. And then they're doing that. I was so angry. But I believe that because I'd got into that habit to pray every day about this specific project. This early in the morning, I'll get up and begin to pray. I was working 20 hours a day for about eight weeks, handing leaflets out in the rain, right, to make this thing happen. Because of that, I believe I didn't lose my temper. I just stayed calm. I just stayed quiet, right, and I just kept moving on. In fact, every time I got a hindrance like that, I used to say, Father God, you see? You see what's happening? You have to help me now. So I was doing it literally step by step. Sometimes three, four times in the day. In the day on this thing. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, another dancer came. Eventually, I got more, uh, more help. Eventually, I, I ended up booking accommodation for the three artists, right? Uh, many, many other people had tried, dropped out. So many uh, uh, challenges on the way. But I prayed through each one, one by one. And I want to say, if Jesus can be praying like that, right? You can imagine that he's not doing it because, you know, he's doing it because he, he's got challenges coming. He's had challenges the day before. And you know from reading your Bibles, he had all manner of, you know, from the authorities coming, from different Pharisees, different people giving him issues. So, of course, he was praying. How much more? You and I. You understand? And we have a name that is above all names. And there is a name that is above the name of racism. And it's in the name of Jesus. Yeah? Because we know where that comes from. Rulers of darkness, principalities, divide and rule. It's a spiritual thing, racism. There's no point looking at the skin color because some of us in our own countries are worse to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said that. I just said that. Wait till I go to Africa and begin to deal, deal with some of those leaders. Don't mind them, oh. They're jumping out. They're all united around LGBT now. That is what is exciting them. Eh? Why were they not, solidar why are they not uh, in solidarity against corruption and poverty? Why? Tell me. That's the one they're seeing. 
I'm not saying I'm, I'm supporting that behavior, by the way, but you get me, right? So, uh, 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 this racism thing, because it's a very white thing, it was really, it was really sort of impinging upon me. I was seeing too many things, you know? I mean, why would I not? Have you seen, have you know Tarzan? Tarzan? You know the, the, the white man that went to Africa that can speak to the animals? When the Africans have been there, how many centuries? We, we can't talk to the elephants. But the white man can come and go, oh, 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 and the elephant go, mm, okay, yes, I'll go this way. Yeah, they can talk to the elephant, talk to any animal, but we can't. We just go, mm, 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 mm. Yeah, that's how they used to portray us. Even Black Panther, which I love, I got nothing against Black Panther, but check Black Panther, check it. Superman, Superman can fight all the enemies of Western world. Batman can fight all the enemies of the Western world. Captain America fight all the enemies of America, but Black Panther cannot fight the enemies of Africa. What's going on? Father God, I'm asking you. Yeah, you. But yeah, Black Panther can't. Black Panther has all the minerals that the West wants, right? But Black Panther cannot say, get your hands off. If you come near Africa, we're going to make nuclear bomb and point it on you. Black Panther can't do that. Why? Yes. That thing has been heavy on me. But I cannot allow it to interfere with my service. Are you getting me? What is your own particular thing that can interfere with your service? Only you know. Only you know. This is not the place to come and say, put your hand up. You know. Slip away in the mountaintop early in the morning or in the time when you know you have time and go and tell God about it. Yeah. No amount of preaching here can get you to that point. You have to do it yourself. You have to find that time and say, Father God, like me, I take that, that race thing to him. I say, Father God, these people, I don't like the way they're behaving. You know, and if I shout at them, they will drop dead. Because, you know, even just to look at me, they say my voice is loud, even when I'm talking quiet. Any moment. And in this country, their God is politeness. Politeness can quiet in everything. You can keep, even Trump said it. I can shoot somebody dead in the street and they'll still vote for me. But you dare not be polite in this society. You dare. You have to do it very quietly. I'm sorry, I'm King Charles. I'm not going to bow down to you to get an OBE. I'll bow down to the only king, and that is King Jesus. But I'm not bound down to you to collect a medal in the name of empire. How many actors do you think would dare say that? Some of them will run. Yes, take the knights me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm going, I'm going in, innit? I'm going in, innit? Yeah, yeah, but you know why? Because I go, I slip away and go and talk to my God. Yeah, yeah. So I can have that boldness. I don't want what anything they want to give anyway. There's nothing in, in, with, that they want to give, that they can give, that will match what Jesus has given me anyway. Anyway. As long as I'm not trying to put them down, or I'm not trying to attack them, or something like that, and it is for the service of others, like stop the boats. Rishi went and put, you are doing your policy, and then you go and write, stop the boats in big letters here. Why is he doing that? He's doing that to get votes. These people on the boats, whoever they are, are risking their lives. 
And he is using that as a way to get votes. Paul Robeson was a man that would have said, please, you shouldn't do that. You, you, you understand? So what's yours? That's my service. And you know me, if I don't come to the Lord and talk about it and really get direction from him, they will deal with me. They can even kill me because they've done it to many African leaders before. Right? Yeah. So what's your mission? What's yours? All right. Let's move on. I'm going to move to now, just tell you how that thing all ended. And by the way, a lot of this uh, guy, he used Negro spirituals. And you know, Negro spirituals had a lot of the Bible in it. You know, go down Moses, wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water, God's going to trouble the water. So I knew if I put this thing on, I will somehow be blessing these people by smuggling the word in. I told God that this is my service. What do you think? Eh? He made it happen. We sold out. We got a professional stage manager. We got two BBC local radio stations to give me live interview. All my artists turned up and now they want to work to again. Uh, my son supported very well. He came, he folded the leaflets and this. And he was there from morning to night, my son, right? People joined us dancing on stage at the end. Four refugees came from sponsored tickets. Because all my events, I want them to be attached to underserved communities. Refugee community or homeless community. And I would appeal to people to buy tickets for them free. So that's how, in my own small way, that I'm trying to link what I'm doing with Jesus' pattern. Are you understanding me? So what's yours? It doesn't have to be like mine. Like, what's your own? And it could be, you're probably already doing it. Do you understand? Right? So you want to be like David? You want to be like Samson? You want to be like the woman with the issue of blood? Right? You want to, Proverbs 3, 5, 6. You say, well, that sounds like a lot. Well, Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and in all your ways, in all your ways, in all your ways, in all your ways, in all, all your ways. How many times do I need to say it? All. That means the good one, no. The not so good one, no. The one that you are a little bit ashamed of, oh. All your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. You believe that? You believe that or not? All right. So, from tonight, make a renewed commitment on top of what you are already doing. Ask God, Father God, how can I, how can I key in better? Because all of this I'm talking about, as you know, is related to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? All of this is connected to that. And what? And all these things will be added to all what other things. You fill that up. You have to go and look to the verses ahead to see what all those things are. All right? So, now, we're going to close this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this to close. And sometimes I can't find a better way to say what the Bible has already said. And, you know, no point trying to be that clever. Right? And if you look at Hebrews 11... 32 to 39, says, what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, 
Samson and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle, and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sword in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God had planned something better for us. So that all together with us would they be made perfect. So. What is it you want? Is it. uh, (laughs) Nice clothes. Mercedes Benz. H&M. What? What do you want? Nice husband. What? Nice wife? What? Children to go to college? Yes, all these are, all these are great. But is that the level of your, of your service? Is that the level? You see some of, you see some of these, they went about in sheep skins and goat skins. Some of us, if we don't wear what we're wearing now, we're not leaving home. We look in the mirror. Am I? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of us look at this. Before we go out, <laughs> who would wear sheepskin and goatskin? <laughs> who would be prepared to be persecuted and mistreated? In fact, I would say if it happened to these guys, it happened because Satan and his agents were very upset at the inroad they were making. Yeah. So be prepared. But guess what? We are overcomers. Because why? Jesus overcame. So if he overcame, and he's living inside of you, you will overcome. It's as simple as that. It's already been done. It's already been done. Okay? So please, what is your service? What changes are you and I prepared to make, or modifications or evolutions to take that one step when we slip away? Well, to go up that mountain to slip away? Because all this increase of your faith, anointing of your faith, has to happen in the secret closet. It's got to. It's got to. You will still have grace if it doesn't happen. If you don't get there like that. You understand me? Right? But I know that if you are here today, it is because God has put something in you already. That's why you're here right now. That's why you've been coming faithful all this time. He has given something special to each and every single person here. And God can water it. The Holy Spirit can make it flower and make it fertile. If you are singing, you can go more. Okay, if you are singing here, then wow, I wonder what is happening when you're just passing through near some people. Because the Holy Spirit doing it, you understand? Right? If you're, yeah, so what you have to, what I'm, what I'm urging is for us to be more intentional and for us to help each other to be more intentional. 
Help somebody. Tell somebody about your little project. This is what I'm trying to do. What do you think? Maybe they've got some little idea, insight, right? Okay, good. Build each other up. I see the love in this place. So therefore, you know, it's already here. The love of God has been shed abroad in your heart, right? And you are demonstrating it to each other. That love has to start in the house of God if it's going to go out. Right? Yes or no? Yes or no, right? Okay. So let me close this. Wow. Oh, oh look at your time. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to leave you with this one uh, uh, last encouragement. And that is uh, what Jesus, how Jesus has already prayed. Jesus has already prayed for us believers. And Jesus, oh my goodness, where is this? All right. If you, if you, if you Google my, uh, uh, forgive me, I, I, I forgot what it is. But if you Google um, my prayer, this is Jesus. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's the disciples. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you and I are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be as one as we are, I in them and you in me. So that they may be brought to complete unity, then the world will know that you sent me. Father... I want those you have given me be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Jesus is praying for you, has prayed for you, has prayed for all of us already, Jesus did. Go back in your quiet moment, check this moment out, how Jesus has already prayed for you, has already prayed like he prayed for Simon, do you remember? He prayed for Simon. He prayed for Simon, and, uh, uh, and, and Simon went through his own temptation and came out stronger. Do you remember? So that same prayer, Jesus Christ has already prayed for you and for me. Please go forth in service. Please go forth taking your, your service to the Lord in prayer and begin to see what mighty things he's going to do through you and thereby taking care of whatever it is that you need. We thank the living God for today and we thank you for your patience. Thank you. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.